Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Las Vegas for I don't know upwards of many weeks oh I know I'm gonna be gone forever it's what it feels like yeah I hate it how long are you going and where are you going uh Las Vegas for eight days fuck that's so long it's like five too many it's fucking yes three <laughs> is the sweet spot right uh, three is the sweet spot for a Vegas trip yeah 100 percent. when I was playing roller hockey and like very good and playing on men's teams we were sponsored by two strip clubs the Diamond Cabaret and PTs and after the third day hanging out with like the men's team that I was on even though I was only 15 and a half <laughs> and in Vegas three days done yeah you kind of max out you oh yes there's only so much you can take you're doubling up on the max out it's yeah i'm i'm and i'm gonna be at uh a festival that like starts at 10 o'clock at night and ends when the sun comes up for three of those nights so what do you do during (laughs) the um then during the day i'm gonna roll back to the hotel yeah like swim in whatever bathtub i'm provided Uh and my hopefully swanky pad it's gonna be swank i don't know last time i went it was pretty nice so we'll see but um like bathe and then like draw all of the blinds and all of the blackout curtains and turn on all the white noise machines Uh and some law and order svu (laughs) (laughs) i love how that's like a part of the package when it comes to vegas hotels always yeah just to get a reprieve yeah Yeah. (laughs) the the dulcet tones of marishka hardigay just send me right to sleep (laughs) and will you be enjoying marishka this evening uh, absolutely <laughs> you know i will i don't know why i think the, the the comfort of law and order svu is just that it's actually not that she sends me to sleep because i just think she's a fantastic actor and no I she's solving murders yeah but it's like something about maybe it's just all the time that i spent in new york or i don't know it just what feels does that like mean home. every time you went out you were expecting <laughs> to see a arm hanging out of a dumpster no this is svu so it's just like sexual assault (laughs) which pretty much yeah you do see every day on the subway oh yeah did you ever get woot woot at oh man the worst that i had on the subway was when i um was getting on the train i think at 25th street where i lived in chelsea and this bunch of kids were getting off and they were all just being super rowdy and this one kid was just feeling himself and he just got right in my face and told me that he was going to put his dick in my mouth (laughs) (gasps) no not funny it was it was very upsetting um yeah yeah that was not not a cool moment but you know for sure i got got, and then the doors closed yeah what'd you say do react what happened nothing you know i was just kind of shaken and i got to work and like needed to take a minute to collect myself but uh for wow. sure. Yeah. I mean, you're rubbing up against each other in that city. You know, everyone's just like, feels like you're on fire half the time. A hundred percent. Yeah. But fire, fire and dick do not mix. Like, <laughs> I honestly, for the most part, loved living in New York and didn't run into that kind of stuff at all. So, you know, it's just like big city life. You're going to have a blip or two. Yeah. You know? I just, I don't know. As someone who watched kids and Ooh. thought that's what New York is. It kind of, I think it can be. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just, I, I mean, like, because then he, like, he runs off and he's with his, like, people and the doors close and everyone's like, yo, that was so fucking funny, man. Or, like, wh- however that played out. Mm-hmm. And then you still have to go to the next stop. And I don't know how many people were on that train with you. But oh, it was like, like a packed train at rush hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like four o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. Everyone's going home. Yeah. I was Just heading wanting to a big work bowl of pasta. at the bar on the Upper West Side. Like, oh, you were on your way to the to I was your on day. My, I think I was on my way to work. Yeah. You started your day with dick in your mouth. <laughs> like a 15 year old kid being like, I'm going to put my dick in your mouth. And I was like, whoa, the world has some problems. Yeah. It wow. shook me for sure. Fuck. Yeah. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Welcome. That That's a rough start right there. It's an honest start. Yeah. Um, we're recording in like interesting circumstances tonight, so maybe we are that's part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about like sexual <laughs> uh, stories. We both have them. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. I'll take a hit before I tell them. Okay, but what are we? What is oh this? Oh my god! Oh, that's a uh, Quanta. Mm-hmm. Do you fuck with Quanta? I don't know what it is. It was at the High Times one one hundredth or one hundred most influential people award thing. Oh, and Quanta was there, and they gave me, uh, you know, a little vape to try, and it's I like it. Tasty strawberry. Yeah, it tastes like it has terps added in. It does. Yeah. It. I haven't looked it up, but it tastes like it. So yeah. Hmm. Yummy. Yeah, I yeah. like how my mind feels. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway. Wow. Well, what are you going to tell a story though? Do I get, am I going to get to hear like an anecdote now? Like a sex story? I don't know. What kind of story do you want to hear? <laughs> this is a weed episode. There has not been no grub yet, but like <laughs> we're fucking with weed. Oh, by the way, I'm so sorry that your uh, fire oh. uh, alarm went off yeah, last time I vaped in here. <laughs> yeah, you set off my smoke detector with your weed vape. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because we're having to record. So normally we'd like to sit up at my kitchen counter and like eat and smoke and hang. But um, my neighbor got super mad tonight and pounded on the wall. So we're going to hang out in here and be cozy yeah. in my room. He sounded like he picked his dresser up over his head <laughs> and smashed it against the wall like a fly swatter to a fly. I guess. So, yeah, we didn't realize that we were having too much fun. It was only 11 o'clock, but yeah. I guess on or a Sunday, he, that's... Or he fucking sucks. Mm, Fuck him. Maybe. It's uh, 11 o'clock on a Sunday? Yeah, that's kind of late, right? If you suck. <laughs> if you suck. We were making steak. Yeah, we, we were, were just smoking cooking. weed. Yeah. <sighs> just came from a, a like a party where there were some people of note. I mean, run them down. You're I the mean, one who talked with them. I just was... like kind of like stood by and was like... I don't know who these people are. Oh, man. So tonight, uh, what was a a launch for a new um, cannabis company Mm -hmm. called Cali Life? Yep. And so we went to the party and I got to chat with uh, Robbie Krieger from The Doors, which is just amazing. That is cool. Yep. He's an investor. And then Brad Whitford from Aerosmith. Fucking cool. He was cool. They were both super, super, super chill and nice. Yeah. And then um, Rosie Bones, who's like uh, someone that I'm excited to know more about. Mm-hmm. She and her bandmate Carmen, who's the guitarist, are uh, playing a tour. Uh, we have to go because they're playing at Red Rocks. I think she said in August with Bush, Stone Temple Pilots, and The Cult, which for me is like a perfect return to when I was, I don't know. 15 maybe really yeah uh which band is the one the cult 
the cult and oh, see fuck yes really uh-huh i don't know anything about them because oh. when you said stone temple pilots that's what piqued my interest oh really yeah stone temple do you like those guys well i did until like the best ones died i know i was gonna say are they still alive no I think scott wyland my first away, right? my first cds i ever got one was stone temple pilots and the other one i don't want to talk about so oh. it was like <laughs> you know stone temple pilots um but yeah, like for me, when you said that, I was like, oh, we have to go to Red Rocks to see them. Oh, yeah. But I don't know anything about the cult. Oh, man, I was so in love with Ian Asprey when I was like 13, the lead singer. He was just like beautiful. And I don't know, it was like perfectly in that like early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s. He wore like a lot of purple velvet, you know, and he had like long, dark hair and he was just like brooding and uh-huh. they were called the cult, you uh-huh. know. You get me. No one else does. It was, uh, I can't even remember the names of any of their, oh, it's embarrassing because I'm stoned and can't think of it, but. It doesn't matter. Like when I you heard them. cult, you were like, yeah. oh, we're going to this like, concert. Oh, Rosie Bones. And I want to know more about them too, because they were just so nice. Those two, those two gals. Yeah. They were really chill. They were yeah. upfront, honest, and confident. Yeah. And just like, sort of like, uh, like a groovy boisterousness. Ooh. Like they both seemed excited about life in a way that I think you know, can get sapped from you probably, I'm sure, when you're in the music biz, like it can, the grind can wear you down, I'm sure. I have no knowledge of that, but but I'm guessing. You think the music business is different from every other artistic endeavor? Yeah, exactly. Fuck no, it's not. The grind. Yeah. And I've been feeling the grind a little bit, so. Yeah? Yeah. Do you feel like you're being made into sausage against your will? (laughs) A little bit. That's a terrible way to think of yourself but i don't know yeah i just saw that sausage party is on netflix <gasps> so that's why i'm thinking about that and that's why i'm thinking about you know how we're trying to do whatever that means did you see sausage party when it came out i haven't seen it yet me neither no i haven't seen anything really lately i need to like take myself out to a movie and enjoy a bucket of some movie popcorn with some uh Cougar juice, as, uh, mm-hmm. as our sommelier friend Brandon Marotti described. Hell yeah, he did. Yes. What are you going to sneak into the theater? It's all about what you sneak in versus what you buy. Um, I don't know. I think if I, maybe we'll, I'll go to like a really air-conditioned movie while I'm in Vegas. And I would sneak in. I would see if I could get, um, Trader Joe's has this like wine in a can. What? Yeah, I just saw it the other day. I had never had it. And then... Um, <laughs> it's just it's perfect for a movie and then uh rollos i like rollos no yeah really i'm sorry that probably sounded so loud in the microphone rollos are you mad about it fuck yeah Rolos? don't you love toffee and chocolate together uh yes i do but i just feel like if you're gonna like have an hour and a half to two hours with a story oh rollos is not gonna like hold me over the entire time well, like if I could have anything I wanted, it would be like pizza, you know? It's tough to sneak in a but pizza. You can't sneak pizza in. Yeah. I, I've gotten in trouble for sneaking food into movie theaters. What do you mean? Before. And, you know, just like, like you got sent to jail? Got No, just got busted and like wasn't allowed to bring the food in. Ble- did. By like Wait. cinema security. Well, what were you sneaking? <laughs> really? Well, you know, just like a picnic basket with a gingham <laughs> blanket, like a roast chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> Small band, uh, xylophone, drum kit, uh, cruise ship. Couple of jugglers. <laughs> anyway, it was a, a matinee. <laughs> you know, 
Um, no, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got caught sneaking stuff in? I got caught. Scott and I, uh, my uh, New York Scott. Uh huh. Yeah, he was trying to sneak in some pizza, I think. <laughs> and I think he had it like in oh. his coat, like in an awkward way. And like getting caught was like, oh my God. he got so busted. And I just I'm... am so bad. If I get caught doing things by authorities, right. I am te- like, I want to die. I melt into the floor. I'm not good at like <laughs> playing it off. Like yeah. I get so embarrassed. Yeah, you I keep trying remember. to tiptoe away, but they're like, we can see you trying to tiptoe away. Uh, yeah, like a pure mortification. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I build a ladder or a, how, what do I, melt through the floor? <laughs> like that? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. By the way, it was really funny to picture Scott trying to sneak a pizza in because you know when you try on a shirt but it still has the hanger in it totally yeah it so was totally like picturing that. scott with like a square <laughs> box on his back and just being like oh this oh i forgot to take the pizza out of my shirt that's exactly I fucked up royal like they saw the outline of the box through his coat <laughs> The boldness of you and him putting your fucking feet up on the chair in front of you and cracking open a steaming cheese pile to snack on while you watch whatever it was at that time is so crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it is so crazy that we thought we could get away with it. I mean, I feel like it had to be his idea. I don't remember but I don't think that that is something that I would try and pull off. But he was pretty bold with some moves like that. Like, oh, Some would say stupid. <laughs> yeah, sneaking in a pizza is yeah. like, I could see burgers. I could see fries. I can see anything that has like a handheld quality to it. I can't see <laughs> something, <laughs> something that is like six by six. I mean, it was a small, it was like a personal pizza, a personal pie, you know, it wasn't like a, a like a large Domino's. It was, you know, <laughs> but yes, we did get caught. I was mortified. So this time around, I wouldn't, I don't know, maybe like a, oh, maybe like a crispy chicken sandwich, like, you know, like a good fast food. Yeah. Cause you couldn't bring a rotisserie cause Scott <laughs> would get caught. It would be live still. Cause he wanted to cut it, oh. gut it. <laughs> clean it fry it in the theater cook it up right there <laughs> cook they're like sir is this a pot in your back and he's like yes but i need it for the oil because don't it has to get my... to 350 exactly <laughs> yeah like don't take away my bay leaves i need those <laughs> for the movie <laughs> um what would you sneak into <laughs> what would you sneak into a movie theater oh reese's pieces and it's bold and it's scary because every step you take it sounds like the tic tacs from uh uh what was that show uh seinfeld Mm -hmm. you know every step you take you can hear them but i love to sneak a reese's pieces into a movie theater it's such like it's my go-to candy i have never had a reese's pieces really peanuts oh well do you care about peanut butter even though you are allergic i mean i feel like uh i don't know no i don't like I don't miss it or anything. I no. even have almond butter and cashew butter and Yeah, but that's like also like a thing. What? I don't know. You don't think that cashew almond butter and cashew? And al- yeah, they're not acceptable substitutes for you? As a substitute for like life? Yeah, sure, whatever. If it's available and there's a thing, then I'll say yes. Mm-hmm. But it, peanut butter versus anything else? No. Take a fucking hike. Don't build something 
and call it a car, but really it's a horse. <laughs> I mean, I get I get that because I think that turkey bacon is an unacceptable substitute. Like it's just have bacon or just don't have anything. Yes. I totally get it. But I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know what peanuts taste like because when I put them in my mouth, it, it just like, it's like a chemical burn. Like I can't actually get a taste. Like Dracula is too garlic. Yeah. As like, Mary Jane is too peanuts. Yeah. Like there's, it's not, a, it's not a taste. It's a feeling and it feels awful and it's uh-huh. immediate. So there's no like momentary enjoyment. How, how did this start? The allergy? Yeah. I've had it my whole life. I was born with it. The doctor. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it's, it's an anaphylactic allergy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theme song. <laughs> when I star in a sitcom. I can see it. You turn around real quick. Maybe she's shares. born with it. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. Wait, I turn around and what happens? Uh, your hair like, you know, slow-mo spins. And then Ooh. you like hit that pose. And it just says peanut allergy. It's like facts of lifestyle. Yeah. What? What's that? Oh, the show. Remember the show Facts of Life? Yeah, I was thinking more Beverly Hills. Oh. Hmm. Uh, the real ones. Anyway, uh, how did you find out that you were allergic to peanuts? I was a baby. I don't remember. My mother gave me a little bit to see what would happen. Really? Hmm. So did she also like blow pollen in your face? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She was just like, let's see what's gonna. Well, last she uh there there were like allergies in my family like my grandmother had some serious allergies my mother had some so she was pretty careful like introducing stuff into my diet so yeah i think she probably did blow some pollen in my face <laughs> and she the, the way she tells the squeeze story squeeze shellfish in your eyes <laughs> see if you're allergic to crab uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> nope wipe it off the whiteboard <laughs> She, the way she tells the story is that she put a tiny smear of peanut butter on a Ritz cracker and gave it to me. And like within minutes I was floating, you know, covered in hives and yeah, yeah, not breathing. Oh God. Uh, I don't remember it. She may be exaggerating. I have no idea. No, it doesn't sound like it. Especially Mm -hmm. when you're that small, like who knows how much peanut is the amount to learn, you know, like you're an adult now. So I can only imagine how much peanut butter would kill you now versus a, like, a, a jellyfish filled with, like, loose bones, and then they wipe peanut butter on you. Like, there's no right amount to give you. Right. You, you're saying that babies are jellyfish with loose bones? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> That's such a disturbing image. That's what it, they are, though. Like, you could, you know, cut off that ankle roll fry it upright, render the fat, and people will be like, it looks kind of good. <laughs> so gross. Wow. <laughs> Do you really disagree with that? Um, I've never thought of jellyfish having loose bones first. It's like kind of blowing my mind right now because it's so exactly right. And I've never thought of children as anything other than children. It's <laughs> <laughs> so reasonable. <laughs> Like that's such a reasonable response. Um, but now <laughs> I'm thinking about it all in a different light. And um, yeah, but you know, like their bones are all attached when they come out. When the, yeah, when but cooked. you get, I know they're cooked by the mom's belly. I know, I know. But they are not like you get new bones as you become more alive. 
right yes as you grow things solidify yeah true so that's all i'm saying and then you ossify and then you calcify and then you dirt and then, you, tur- and then you just turn into dust <laughs> <laughs> um, you avengers i don't know what that means oh we have to see avengers there's too we many ha- i'm gonna sneak in two pizzas and we're gonna see avengers one in the front and one in the back <laughs> and they're gonna say are those pizzas and i'll be like yeah and they're gonna be like nah. get in there <laughs> They clearly need those pizzas badly. <laughs> it's a two hour and 45 minute film. You need those pizzas. Oh my God. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's How, great. Yeah? Yeah. I, I don't understand any of it, so I can't see it because I would just be a drag. Do you like action? Mm, no. I mean... I don't know. I love like I loved uh, Pacific Rim, which is a weird choice for me to it's like. It's a really great one. But I freaking love that movie. I freaking love like the whole battle with the kaiju and the robots and the everything. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I like action. I I, I love some action movies. I was really hoping that like Red Sparrow or Atomic Blonde would be good. You know that kind of thing where there's a, like a female like yeah. Trinity Carrie Ann Moss in the Matrix movies. Like, Second time she's come up because she's so dope. I, fucking love her so much and i loved her in those movies so much so like that kind of action yeah but if it's just like a bunch of muscle head dudes with you know fast cars and shit no mm-hmm. i don't care mm. never wanted to see the fast and the furious although i understand that michelle rodriguez is like totally kick-ass in those and whatever but i don't know i just don't want to see watch like a bunch of guys grunting at each other <laughs> like if we we're in prehistoric times and it was just like cave people yeah. like i would be banging a rock against another rock other people would be watching that rock and you would be sitting on a different rock reading a rock. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. That's yeah. pretty great. Okay. Speaking of cavemen, have you ever seen Quest for Fire? No. Oh, man. What's that? The best movie of all time. We have to get super high and watch that movie. Okay. It's so fucking good. What is it? Quest for Fire is the story of like man discovering fire. And it was... um. How I Learned About Sex. Uh-huh. Uh, it came out in the 80s. And I think it was filmed in France. And it's a bunch of, like, great actors. Like, Radon Chong is in it. And um, oh, who's that fucking guy? Who plays Hellboy? Uh, Pearl. Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman. I think Ron Perlman's in it. Bunch of, like, great actors. And then, like, some weird French actors. And nobody speaks. It's all just gibberish and, like, made-up language. Like, there's no... Is it all tone? it's all like like game it's no crazy way. and it's basically the story of the, the like this tribe of uh prehistoric people who haven't discovered fire yet and like the search for fire so that they can you know b- become level up and it's so yeah. good and there's like this scene where i don't know i don't even know if i should describe it because it's like please do what's the name of this a quest for fire a quest for fire like okay so what's the scene it's how I learned about sex Great. Um, and how my mom found out that I learned about sex because this is in the 80s when it was VHS tape uh-huh. and she had rented it from the store and we had watched it and I was um, so fascinated by this one scene where so basically there's I can't remember exactly how he gets injured but the, the main character is injured and he is tended to ministered to by this like 
hot young gay woman right. who um, like makes a poultice for his groin. I can't remember exactly. Maybe he was attacked by cannibals. Is a, is a poultice a brace or a sack or what? It's a poultice is like a like a packet of healing herbs that you would put on a wound to like draw out. Okay, you know any of the sort of like okay. toxins and pus and stuff. So she, he's he's got like a groin wound. I think maybe he got and she bitten. puts and she puts like a sack of herbs on it. Uh huh. Okay, and then she goes down on him. No way! <laughs> really? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and that's how you were like. Uh, and I was like, what's going on? And so my mom, I guess my parents had left the house and I had rewound the tape and I just watched that scene over and over and over and over again. Yes. And then, and I was caught because that was in the, you know, be kind rewind days where you <laughs> had to return a movie to the physical video store like uh-huh. get in your car and drive the vhs tape over there annoying oh my god and return it and it wasn't rewound and my mother was like oh no what i rewound that and then i don't know if she anyway she confronted me about it and she was like i know what you did and you were interested in learning about what they were doing and oh hang on my dog is and um so so and so your mom found out about it yeah, she totally found out about it because the tape wasn't correctly rewound and she knew that she'd rewound it. So she figured out that I had like. Okay, so what, how did, how do you know she knew? Because she confronted me about it or not confronted. I mean, she, she uh, spoke to me about it and she was like. She put some er- sex, herb, sag of herbs. No, she didn't. <laughs> on the table. Nothing happened like sag of herbs. She, um, she just said. Uh, I know you were interested in what was happening in that movie, so we should probably have a talk. And uh-huh. she, I guess that's when she told me the birds and bees. Really? Yeah, I think so. But you were already like, I saw a caveman do this. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I th- I think though I was so young that I didn't know what it was. Like I was oh. I was I wasn't like, oh, that's some you know good f- head. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like nice shot of that head. I think I was like, well, I don't understand what they were doing to each other. Like, and you know. Because I was a kid. I was an innocent. It's so weird that now people, when they hop on, like, it's so weird that now when people hop on, like, you porn and they type in, like, caveman head and there's, like, a hundred thousand videos that are like, oh, what caveman do you want on that head? But then you saw it as a part of not you porn. And that to me is so (laughs) crazy that you saw that and it wasn't online. It was on a VHS tape in an art house movie. <laughs> but That's also, how so many, so many of us back in the day learned about that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't mean it as like back in the day. I mean it as in like that wasn't porn. Like mm-hmm. that was a movie. Mm-hmm. That's what is like to me mind blowing. But don't you remember like seeing something like that for the first time when you were a kid, and I, it wasn't appropriate for you to see? I do. Yeah, but like. It never was told to me that it was like, I was never confronted by it. And so that's the part that's really hard to wrap my head around. Because instead of being confronted by it, I like chased more and more of the same to see like, oh, what is this? What is this? What is that? Like, and I got real horny, really young. So (laughs) everything about what you're saying with like your mom being like, hey, we should talk about this Mm -hmm. versus me just being like, I'm just like horny. Oh, so it's interesting <laughs> to hear your experience. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, 
I don't remember a conversation with my parents about like um uh sex. Hmm. Yeah. You just got the birds and the bees in uh through the grapevine at school. Yeah, like health class took care of that. Yep. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Hey, you, stranger, teacher, mm-hmm. getting paid. Tell my kids. Yeah. How good is it to fuck? Or not. Or not. Or don't. Or don't. Or this is only something that married people do when they're very grown up. And yeah. Not. What's your POV teach? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't learn anything. And what I did learn was so scientific uh-huh. that I may as well have slept through it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was so disassociated that it was just like, nah, I don't think so. This sounds like a thing that I'll just like figure out later. And then you do because you see movies and you read books about it. Like I remember uh, my friend Roz brought a copy of Lie Down with Lions by Ken Follett to school one day and it was all dog-eared and highlighted and the pages were turned down. Sticky. Yes. And there's a big fat sex scene in there that educated me anew when I, I think that's when I was, I think I was 11 at that point. That was like something that I read and I was like, oh, whoa, it's like a whole hot, oh, it was in a cave though. Really? This is a, this is a, a theme, theme in my life. On. Yeah. Cave sex. That's how I learned about it. <laughs> I mean. Um, yeah, that was a very hot, sexy uh, scene set in a cave in Afghanistan. Really? Yeah. And you read about it? Read the whole thing. Yeah, we passed it around because we were like, what is this? Yeah. I remember, I do remember that. Like, Mm -hmm. friends and I, Mm -hmm. like, looking up the word sex or looking up pictures, you know, and just being like, what? Yeah. Yeah. The first time you see, like, a Playboy or... Uh, It was my grandpa. Oh. My grandpa, John, had a subscription, kept him in the recliner on either (laughs) side, like holsters, pulling out guns, except there were Playboys. Wow. And he had all the Playboys in those recliners. And I would just sit around his place in Chicago and flip through the same thing for an hour, you know, just top to bottom, start it over, top to bottom again, next one. Wild. Yeah. Grandpa John, horn dog, rest in peace. (laughs) Rest in peace. That old horn dog. Wowzers. Yeah. Now it's just all on your phone. Oh, no, like I have all those Playboys. You do? That's all I look at is Playboy. <laughs> yeah. That's all I, why would you look at anything else? You know what? The internet's too fast. Mm. You know, I like to be able to like hold uh, Playboy in my hand and just really not enjoy it oh. because it's not the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you like the crinkle of the paper? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Could you imagine like still enjoying magazines instead of the internet? I love magazines. For for sex? No. No. For what? Cake? For I don't know, for reading. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean as far as it, you know, like if I'm looking for something sexy, yeah, I'm not like going out and buying a copy of Hustler. I'm not that I ever did. Or, no? or that it's something that, no. Did you have any magazine subscriptions growing up? Mm, oh, I had like a bunch of nature magazines because I was a geek and I loved them. I don't know, because my dad got like wildlife journals and have stuff. Have you ever killed a deer and gutted it and then like dressed it? I have never killed a deer. No. Nope, any I, animal? Mm, nope. I mean, fish. I fished. And you like dressed it? Like filleted it? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. On the boat. Really? Yeah, that was 
my job was like how not, big were these fish catching them but filleting them once they were brought on board when the boat changed from just being a regular tender to being a tender yeah. processor like cut it behind the gills and glided across the spine mm-hmm. yeah wow i got good at it too i was really proud of my knife skills for a little while there i've kind of like lost it now but well but i mean you know we can get you some salmon in your bathtub and you can pull them out and <laughs> make them work it's it's actually like a I mean, you probably know because you went to culinary school. Like, there's a very, um, like, there, there's a super, I don't know, the technique in which you remove the fish from the bone or like meat from a bone or anything is like it's a it's a it's actually not that easy fuck no it's not yeah, and also it's it like it's kind of like from fish to fish you know mm-hmm. some are so small boned and some are just like you know stocky like mm-hmm. the cow of the sea yeah where you can really like you can you can cut it close but like you're mm-hmm. not worried about like yeah, like breaking down a monkfish is totally different from breaking down a piece of albacore or salmon or totally. a pike. I think pike are notoriously hard to fillet because they're so bony. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, they're made of sand. So pike. it's like super delicate because <laughs> you have to cut around all the fucking sand inside there. Do you know about fugu? Uh, the clothing for fish? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so high and all I can picture is fubu for fish. Fubu? Do you know fubu? Um, yeah. What? what the clothing it? company? Yes. <laughs> so I was just picturing that for fish. <laughs> like little <And> hoodies? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's fugu? Fugu is... <laughs> <laughs> some coral just posted up f- oh my god what's fugu oh. <laughs> fugu is um a puffer fish that is poisonous and in japan there is a there a delicacy if they're prepared correctly, the chef can leave just enough poison in the fish to sort of like make your tongue tingle, which is exciting no. because the poison is so strong that it will kill you if they fuck it up. Yes. So people die. Yes. From eating fugu. <gasps> but. There's this thrill to eating it, I guess. If you have a chef who prepares it just the right way, he gets you just enough poison so you can experience being close to death. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. It's so like the S and M of the ocean. So, f- yeah, it's so fetishy. It is totally. To- yeah, like the the butteriness that I assume it tastes like, mixed with being you know tied up against your will. Yeah. Damn. It's some hot. Yeah. Some. Sad. And then paying for it. Yeah, and paying so much money for it. Oh wow! <laughs> Would you do it? No. You wouldn't. Mm-mm. You you didn't even think about it. You're just like fuck. Absolutely no. not. You really wouldn't do it. No. I would consider it. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> I would think about it and be like, ah, is it worth it? It's probably worth it, and I'm not gonna die. But I would like the experience of being present enough to see how this goes. Yeah, I know. I feel like you would definitely do it. Yeah, you I wouldn't would... think twice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I would just make you tell me about it. Yeah, I I would try and do a good job telling you, mm-hmm. but like you have no interest in doing it yourself. No, but I also wouldn't go skydiving, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of lame I, like that. No, I wouldn't go skydiving. You I have wouldn't... no interest. No, uh, heights, I'm terrified of heights, mm-hmm. but I think more importantly, 
like the there's no the satisfaction of that is landing i've I've already landed <laughs> like give me some fugu that i've never tasted before i'm already here yeah yeah i'm not looking to get back here because i wasn't for a moment by my own choice yeah fuck that i don't know there's that yeah like i feel like i'm uh, like I don't need that thrill of, of launching my body out of a plane into the air. Yeah. I don't want, I mean, I, I, the thought of it makes my stomach clench. That means my last meal was probably toast. <laughs> yeah. Because I was so scared all day that I was like, I can't eat a fucking lick. Uh-huh. I'll have some toast just because it seems I should have something in my stomach when I leap. Ugh. Yeah. I don't want my last meal to be toast. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, yeah, I... Not a, I'm not a super risky person in a lot. Of, well, I guess I am in some ways. I don't know. Well, I don't want to fling myself out of airplanes, and I don't want to eat poisonous puffer fish. Yeah. Mm-mm. Would you dive off of like a, uh, you know, into like crystal clear water, uh, off the coast of Island City? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No. Like I just from a height. Think. Yeah. You Mm-mm. know where you like jump into crystal clear water. I uh love the idea of it and i wish i could and i've been with friends when like people have leapt off quarry walls into like you know crystal clear waters of a quarry um and it's been wonderful and i've wanted to do it so badly but i just can't bring myself to fling myself off a great height i did last summer in greece i made it off like a 20 foot ledge which felt significant that's high as fuck it felt super high it wasn't at all Two basketball hoops that's high it felt high yeah it definitely maybe it wasn't 20 Maybe it was like 15. I don't know. It felt high. Like there was a, a basketball hoop and a half. Like, <laughs> come on. You're very kind. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't that big a deal. And there were definitely people flinging themselves off much higher ledges. But uh, yeah, that's about as brave as I get. It's pretty brave. Mm. As somebody who doesn't enjoy the water or making the choice to come back to land, uh-huh. that sounds like a pretty brave leap. So you wouldn't do it? N- not if I could help it. <laughs> no, doesn't interest me. What is your risk that you take? My risk that I take? Mm-hmm. Well, stand up. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I know what you mean because a lot of people maybe are not into it and I've heard blah, 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 and also blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But also blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, no, it's not stand up. Like, no, that's not going to kill you. Like, a blowfish will kill you. A mm-hmm. height will kill you. Mm-hmm. Stand up, it won't kill you. No, but speaking from like experience of having been on stage and like forgetting your lines when you're or like missing an entrance or it feels like you're gonna die yeah (laughs) there's a moment embarrassment i get embarrassment yeah yeah you're putting yourself out there to potentially be embarrassed and i fucking feel you on that yeah but i'm trying to think of the thing that i do that's an actual risk where i would actually die Hmm. you know cremate me and blow me over the ocean yeah like bungee no, no. I, that, fuck no. I've seen too many videos. I own YouTube. I'm not trying to like do the thing that I've seen a hundred million views of disaster. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. I don't like water. Mm-hmm. I don't like heights. Mm-hmm. I don't like the ocean. <laughs> like, I guess I want to die by puffer fish. Yeah. You know? That would be it for you. That would be it. The fugu. Yeah. Death by fugu. <laughs> <laughs> How did you die? Do you really want to guess? No, I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would be. Yeah, Death by Fugu. You know what I used to do? What's that? I used to... Okay, so when I first started smoking weed, I was 
uh, smoking it out of a thing called a Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it so much. And it was such a like accessibly contained way to smoke. How, what is a Zeppelin? Will you break it down? Mm, I will try. And this okay. is what we call a Zeppelin. So it was like a little metal pipe where you have the mouthpiece and then that leads into the chamber with a screen where you put the weed that is ground up. And then over the top, you screw this with a very small hole. And then you put that to your mouth and then you light the light and the flame goes into that small hole. And that was a Zeppelin to me. Okay. Does that sound okay? Mm, I'd, I'd need to see one. Okay. But, okay. Was, was it because my description was bad or was it's it because I'm my description was inaccurate? follow you. That's Sorry. fine. I, I, it's weird because I was picturing it be animated, but there's no way for that to happen with my words. So uh, I was smoking out of a Zeppelin for a very long time. And what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um. (laughs) (laughs) This show is so good. I love this podcast so much. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Wait, no, it's there. You were, when you were in high school. Uh Uh-huh, I smoked out of a Zeppelin. Uh Uh-huh. It was. You were, you were gonna... I hope there's people yelling at us <laughs> through the future, being like, "You dum dums, you dum dums." <laughs> you were talking about dangerous behaviors and taking risks. Okay. And that had something to do. You're gonna set off my smoke detector again. Be oh, careful. Fuck. All right. Sorry. <laughs> if it goes off, it goes off. I love this smoke. Um. This vape. It. What was the risk? Oh, man. I don't know what we were talking about. It doesn't matter. That's the point. Okay. (laughs) New topic? New topic. Great. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) What did we say? I think we said last time or the time before that this podcast should be called... Wait, what were we talking about again? That's such a good title. And... Wait, or did you just say that? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. What? What? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I did want to mention that I just donated to a Kickstarter campaign for um, a collapsible straw. (gasps) Really? That I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. They have this amazing design, like it uh, unfolds out of a keychain case, like you keep it just attached to your keys or whatever. And then when you pull it out, it sort of automatically assembles into it's segmented, I think, in three segments. And then you pull it out and it like becomes a straw. That's awesome. You know, collapsible. Yeah. A collapsible straw? <laughs> a collapsible straw. And their Kickstarter campaign was, I think they were asking for $12,000, I think, to That's like it? fund making this thing. That's so fucking and, reasonable for like an earth changing idea. Well, but. Get this. Okay. I just donated because I saw Nate Maingard on Twitter. Saying, Get out of here. Yeah. He was like, I just donated to this collapsible straw fund on Kickstarter and it's cool. Go check it out. And I went and checked it out. Immediately donated. Uh-huh. Uh, and you get one, you know, so I have like one coming in the mail whenever like the prototypes are made. And I think it was like November 2018 or whatever. Whenever. It'll, it'll it doesn't matter. It's so cool. But they're at like one point three million dollars fuck yes yep fuck yes Mm -hmm. fuck yes yep beyond 
beyond beyond funded and um i don't know i just thought it was so cool and i uh ordered it and hopefully we'll arrive by christmas fucking cool yeah god damn your straw game is out of sight you are helping the world so much <laughs> it's a it's a big deal it is a big we deal. We can change that really easily by um, not using plastic straws. Change what? Change the amount of waste that goes into what is currently the size of Texas, I think, the Pacific Garbage Patch. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's such a mundane name for, like, killing the world. Killing, yeah. And just for no, we don't need to use plastic straws. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're like the spider web of the sea. When it comes to that bullshit, right? They yeah. all just like interlink and just, just never break down. Killing stuff. Yeah. Never. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I'm excited about the collapsible straw. Is there a link to this Kickstarter? I think it's actually, uh, the campaign was ending. I think it'll be over. I, it's ending very soon, but I'm sure there is. I'll put, we can put the link in the description if it's still live. Okay. Yeah. 1.3 million. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you for bringing me the birthday gift of those steel straws that I can travel with. Are you using them? Yeah, of course. I flew with them to uh, Louisiana. No, Louisville. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 were like people weirded out, or were they? Did anyone notice or say anything? Nobody said shit. Mm-hmm. It's such a kind place. Like I, what I learned about Louisville is you say things like, "Oh, nice for you," but that means nah. Uh huh. Not nope. See you later. You know what I mean? That's the the bless your heart thing. Is bless like your a, fucking heart. That's a Kentucky thing. Thank right? you. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I made up a new slang, but bless your heart is the one. That's the like, oh, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they speak with, par- like, you speak with parentheticals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. bless your heart. Wow. Yeah. So no, the answer is no. Um. Nobody said anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out, Archie. Um, yeah, this is a very cozy recording session because we have had to relocate from our normal um, recording area. And we've got Archie and Bobo, like, up on top of the recording equipment, basically. True that. Maybe maybe picking up some noise of Archie. Uh, Licking his own sack. <laughs> chewing on himself right now. Archie, mm-hmm. move. Can you stop? There you go. Okay. I know. Showing off that you can lick your own sack and I can't. I get it. I get it. He doesn't really have a... Yeah. There we go. Okay. He's four years old. He's four. He's going to be five next month. Really? Yeah. When's his birthday? I celebrate... We celebrate his birthday on June 14th. Why? Because when I got him, he was six months old. I got him for Christmas. So I just sort of like guessed that he was born sometime in june yeah wait um, but you didn't do the, like the 25th to the 25th like you didn't just make a clean line from christmas to six months earlier no i can't remember why i picked june 14th <laughs> i love the choice it's just great it's like because of christmas june 14th yeah i don't know why i did that um i have no idea but uh yeah june 14th is his fifth birthday and bobo is as old as the fucking hills yeah yeah Young Bo is very old. So old, he will never, ever, yeah, he's going to outlast us all. Right? The yep. cockroach of the feline <gasps> kingdom. Remember those cockroaches we saw the other night? What? We, okay, all right, there's a lot in this story, because we ate a wolf. <gasps> okay. All right. All right, so, okay. 
well, we can start there and then yeah. make our way to the cockroaches. Great, because Wolf was like, I have eaten there quite a few times and it was your first time. It was my first time. And wait, to be clear, the cockroaches were nowhere near Wolf, which Thank is you. a pristine, wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous, glorious restaurant. Yeah, we're about to talk about a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So Wolf on Melrose in, was that West Hollywood? Who cares? I don't know. Fucking Wolf restaurant. Jesus Christ, dude. It doesn't matter. Why don't matter. you talk about it then? Because <laughs> it was dank <laughs> as hell, and I don't know what else to say. Okay, Wolf I'm is... sorry I'm getting angry about address. I know. You're it's right. It's fun. You're right. Mar- so Marcel Vigneron, who mm-hmm. was, to, I don't even, Top Chef. He was on Top Chef. And his food is, I, I was surprised, because that was my first time eating there. I was surprised at a couple things. I was surprised at how small the menu is. And I really like that. Like it's, it's, you know, it's clearly like just a few things executed brilliantly. Yeah. So it's the confidence in like, this is all your options. Yep. Not here's a bunch of everything and you're going to be pleased because there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the, uh, let the beat drop. Fuck yeah. My number one go to when it comes to apps at Wolf. Oh, let the beat drop is so much fun. Which was a beat salad, but like with I don't even know what Liquid they... nitrogen beets. That's so when you did. bite them, smoke pours out your nose. So fucking cool. It was so fucking cool. It was fun to eat. It was great to look at. Yes. It tasted wonderful. It made me laugh. Hell yeah. It was just fun. Like when you pop a liquid nitrogen beet, like it's really, really like... Whoop! And it, yeah, it's just like a little crunch and then it just sort of evaporates into your mouth and it's yeah. like... Like astronaut like ice a... cream. But, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> And we had... Uh, and it looks like a murder scene. Like it's an aggressive plating. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an aggressively like murderous plating. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It definitely, yeah. It did look like a car crash. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's like beat splatter. Yeah. It was exciting though. Fuck yes. Yeah. 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 There's smoke coming off of it. And that smoke is like coupled by like, uh, it, like Dexter season two, episode six. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally good. Is it like a Macbeth, a scene from Macbeth? Yes. Yes, so good. We also had, what was the fucking Tom Ka with the fucking pork belly? <laughs> I mean, say no more, because that's what it is. Tom Ka. It's foam and shrimp and I don't even fucking know. It's like deconstructed Tom Ka, but yeah. in a way that actually like serves the plate and dish in a perfect way. So good. Like the tomka, the coconut, instead mm-hmm. of like a broth, it's foam. Mm-hmm. So instead, you're like swiping pork belly through this like coconut foam and still getting the same effect as tomka soup, but in a way that you've never done it before. I love that shit. It was fucking great. Also, we're being dive bombed by a helicopter. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably Marcel who's <laughs> been like, hey, hope you liked it. It was so good. Um,. Yeah, it was just a great meal. And then we got to chat with him afterwards. Yeah, we kicked it. That was cool. He was great. He was so uh, warm and funny. And I just liked him. It's cool to meet somebody that you've seen on TV. But mm-hmm. it's even cooler to know that they're a cool person. Yeah. Yeah, and he had some interesting stories. I don't know. I just would love putting it out in the world for him to like come and hang with us. Okay. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Let's put it on blast. Yeah. I think we would all have a really good talk. I think we would have the best time. I think we'd just like kick it and learn a lot from him and also like laugh our asses off. Like I think it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Archie thinks so too. <laughs> and uh it was it was on our walk home, like on Fairfax. We were walking back toward Santa Monica. That's where we saw the battling bugs. 
Mm, the cockroaches you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Which we don't really need to talk about. No, but they were fucking, but they were also moving very fast. <laughs> they were like fucking or eating each other, but they were moving fast. <laughs> and because there were two of them attached, it made like one giant, it was like a transformer cockroach. Yes. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of upsetting. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but the sex looked wild. Yeah, it was freaky. <laughs> Freaky cockroach action. Like off the curb, on the curb, <laughs> up the sidewalk, down the pole. Well, there was like a guy walking up the sidewalk who was like, what the fuck is that? Like we had stopped to stare and then he of stopped course. also. It was, it was like, stop, it was stopping mm-hmm. traffic. It was crazy because he took his belt off and then put his pants around his ankles and that's when we left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> So, Marcel, if you'd like to come on, I think we think this would be a really fun time. It would be a really good time for all of us. Oh, man. I used to uh, have hamsters, and they would have sex all the time. And that's how I learned about, like, babies, was I got home from hockey practice, Uh and Biscuits 2, a brown hamster, Mm -hmm. goes... And then next thing you know, there's like a little hairless eyes closed thing next to her. And then she'd go, and then another little hairless eyeless thing would balloon up on the other side. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? And I'm sweaty and my hands smell like my trapper and my blocker. And oh my God, that's a baby. And my mom's like, what? Oh my gosh, that's a baby. And then like, that's how I learned about uh, the birds and the bees was my hamster giving birth. I love that you're calling it back. Did the cockroach jostle your memory? Yes. It's so crazy. It's you so crazy. because of the birds or because of the baby, tiny baby hamsters. Yes. Yeah. Radar and Biscuits too had sex and gave birth to hamster babies. Wow. I haven't thought about this ever. Wow. Ever. Um, what happened to Biscuits 1? Uh, passed away. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that we were great hamster parents, but I did the best I could for my age. Yeah. It's not like we they had bad lives, Mm-mm. but they didn't live uh, to be 24. Well, hamsters have a short lifespan. They do? Yeah, they only live a couple of years. Oh, I hope they come back as something else bigger and better. They deserve to. Yeah. That Sweet yeah, I hope that like it's so short because like they get to come back as a guinea pig, and mm-hmm. then after that a panther, and then a tiger, and then a lion. You know, yeah, like, that's really. I hope you start at hamster, but you become a lion like in two years. Yeah, all the way up to blue whale. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, I had hamsters when I was a kid as well. Uh, Boston and Paprika. Oh, those are such good hamster names. They were sweeties, and um, we used to just let them run around the house. Really? Yeah. Wait, loose? Like not in a plastic ball? Just loose. Yeah. Boston like ran around the living room and my dad had this great trick where Boston would come up to his feet and he would point his toes in his slippers uh-huh. and Boston would jump up onto his toes and then she would run all the way up his legs, up his chest and like no. up to his beard. No. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. It was really sweet. Boston? Boston. Yeah. Her fu- <laughs> her full name was Boston Apricot Milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> can't yeah Yeah. no wonder we do a show called weed and grub (laughs) my other hamster was paprika (laughs) coca-cola 
had biscuits. Yeah, and I had biscuits and biscuits too. And biscuits too. And radar. And radar. Gray with red eyes. Oh. Um, those are such good. So how long did they live? Like two years. They, yeah. Yeah. And I was I was super sad, but uh, now they're blue whales. Now they're now they're blue whales. Exactly. Maybe cool. They're somewhere in transit, but. Uh, did you know that hamsters are all basically descended from one pair of hamsters? Why would I know that? There's like, <laughs> well, hamsters, like the domestic modern hamster. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People know things. You, I love that you know that. There's no way I would ever know that. Uh, so there was a biologist who brought back a breeding pair of hamsters, which are wild in Syria. And all modern domestic hamsters are basically, I mean... I, th- I think from that Syrian are m- almost all of them are descended from that one pair of breeding hamsters that he brought back not that long ago like 1926 I'm gonna say that's recent <clears throat> yeah that's not that's not even a hundred no I mean it was it was like or maybe I don't know maybe it was a hundred years ago but yeah there were like wild hamsters from Syria a hundred years ago are the parents of all modern hamsters everywhere in the world Right. Not a lot of options. No. It seems to be a little bit incestuous. No, because they breed so fast. So they're not all, you know, they're all, now there's like dwarf hamsters and long haired hamsters. And yeah, because they're, they're out of control. Yeah. They're like crazy. there's like, they're a genetic chaos. All they do is bone and reproduce. Yeah. Until like something gets, gets it right and lives past two years. And, and yeah, that's, you know part of it is that they uh yeah they're they're just like fucking the odds so that eventually the odds are in their favor and they can like live a little bit longer Mm -hmm. but until then see ya see ya see ya Mm -hmm. this this didn't work this didn't work this didn't work that's the whole reason they're alive right now yep is like a genetic gamble Mm -hmm. to find the lottery yeah and as food for other things (laughs) in the meantime (laughs) in the meantime (laughs) all those things you know lemmings uh-huh. All those little rodents, mice. Yeah. Yeah. They're just around to be food. Yeah. And other things. Oh, God. Until they grow to be 300 pounds and six feet tall. Wow. That's what it's going to be. They're going to be the new dinosaurs because they finally start like their DNA starts clicking at a level that is like the puzzle is being solved. Interesting. That's how I picture the world. Did you ever see the movie? Uh, ooh, I think it was with Mira Sorvino where like cockroach there's cockroaches that become sentient beings they're like walking around wearing coats and shit no oh i can't remember what it's called i'll have to look it up and wait like, cockroaches wearing coats what's well, like a like like, <laughs> like like a north face jacket <laughs> what the fuck are you like, talking about i don't remember exactly how it works but i know that like like charlotte hornet starter coat like, sorry i don't know what that is don't let me distract you from the fact that this is something I don't know about. I'm just thinking about coats. Like l- long tr- trench coaty kind of coats. <sighs> like hide the shape of your body coat because it's a cockroach. A giant cockroach <laughs> wearing a coat. No way. <laughs> what do you sneak into that? And it's not a comedy. <laughs> is it really not? No, it's like a thriller. It's it's spooky? Yeah. That. That's spooky. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. That's spooky. Don't go in there. Oh man! There's a cock- I gotta there's, look there's it a up. Cockroach. <laughs> Gonna kill me if I don't look. Wearing it up. a sensible <laughs> Sunday afternoon attire. Um, hang on, Mira Sorvino. Cockroach. What is that gonna pull up? 
Academy Award? <laughs> Did it pull up Oscar? Yes. It's called Mimic. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Fucking yes. You know who directed it? Who? Fuck yes. Guillermo del Toro. No way! Yes. He had Cockroach Mira Sorvino film? Fuck yes. Before Shape is Water? Before the Shape of Water. <laughs> Director Guillermo del Toro brought to you a brilliant film called Mimic. <laughs> uh, starring Mira Sorvino. Josh Brolin and F. Murray Abraham, who played what Salieri and fuck? fucking uh, Moth and Amadeus. Yeah. Brilliant actor. Yeah. Thanos and F. Murray Abraham. Oh, he plays Thanos? Oh, wait. No, who? Brolin? Oh, Josh Brolin is Thanos? It's Thanos. See, I don't know. No, fuck. Either. I can't believe Mimic, the movie about a cockroach in a trench coat, <laughs> has. What is easily the most star-studded cast to <laughs> lead to Shape of Water? I mean, that's unbelievable. I think Mira Servino had just won an Academy Award <laughs> for My Cousin Vinny. Uh, what did she win for? No, Mighty uh, Aphrodite. Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah. Rest in peace, fuck you, Woody Allen. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want to hear a little bit about the plot? Yes, please. All right, because I, I think you're gonna like this. Um, in Manhattan, cockroaches are spreading a deadly disease that is claiming hundreds of the city's children. So Dr. Susan Tyler, Mira Servino, uses genetic engineering to create what she calls the Judas breed, a large insect that releases an enzyme, which accelerates the roaches' metabolism and causes them to starve to death. Anyway, three years later, a church reverend is chased and dragged underground by a strange assailant. Um... Blah, blah, blah. The Judas breed has uh, basically taken on. I don't even know how to get through all of this. But like yes, it's okay. Mutated okay, okay, or okay. Uh, blappity blap. A whole bunch of stuff happens. They're in the subway. Oh my God, it's super scary. All right. Susan encounters what appears to be a shadowy man in a trench coat on a train platform. No. As she approaches, it unfolds into an insect the size of a human being, which has adapted to appear human yeah no way yep i'm not gonna go i'm no more spoilers that's great you gotta see it i have to watch mimic gotta get high and watch mimic oh my gosh i've never had such a fun assignment <laughs> we have such a list going of this movies is great that's that's a good one to add to it it's i mean at no point did i think that we would start a podcast and by the end of this episode <laughs> academy award winner guillermo del toro <laughs> would have set up fish fucking with no that's not fair but you know what i'm saying about like a cockroach and a woman yeah and then that becoming a fish and a woman yeah yeah god damn it (laughs) god damn it i'm so high yeah yeah can we call this episode i think we get a wrap on that okay i i love that we got there i'm just so high and so hungry Let's go eat. Okay. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.